Praise the Lord. Let's pray and we'll get into the Word. Holy Father, in Jesus' name, we're asking for the anointing of Almighty God. We're asking that every ear be anointed to hear the Word this night. We're thanking you right now that the teacher of the church, the Holy Spirit, is here. Father, we reverence him. We reverence him most holy. We thank you now this night that he will show us things out of the Word that will cause us to grow up and mature and be that Christian, be that full, mature Christian that you, you've called us to be, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've been talking about prayer. We've kind of been going back over a few of the, the prayers that, that we've prayed and kind of just refreshed your mind. I guess if we, you know, we've done that every time, all we do would just be go over the same material every time, so we can't do that. So, uh, uh, you know, to get the most out of what we're teaching, you need to know what went on before this lesson and the lesson before. And the best thing I can advise you to do is get a hold of the tapes. Get the tapes and uh, uh, study them. Turn them off and on. Turn them off and on and, and, and look them up in the Word of God and, and see exactly what the Word's saying about some of these prayers that we can grow up and be mature prayer warriors. Praise God. Not just, not just praying. Not just praying. Blessed be God. Just, you know, a lot of people think, well, prayer is prayer, Brother Sullivan. It's just prayer. Yeah, prayer is just prayer, but it isn't just prayer. Prayer isn't just prayer. Prayer is more than, you know, I can ask people, most people, and they say, well, what is prayer? And they say, well, that's communicating with God. Well, that's right too, but that isn't right. It is communicating with God, but that's not all it is. Prayer is joining forces with Almighty God. It's joining forces. See, man was given the dominion down here on this earth, and God has never taken it back, praise God. And Satan might have, have by hook and crook, got a hold of the dominion down here, but I tell you what, Jesus wanted back for the born-again new creation nation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have the dominion down here, and when we pray, we join forces with God. And when we pray, we are fellowshipping with Almighty God. You know, uh, that's one, one way. Someone said, well, praise was the highest type of prayer. Well, I'll agree with that. When you pray, yes, praise God for the answer then. That's fellowshipping with Almighty God. Uh, uh, another thing that prayer is, it's carrying out the will of God on this earth. Kind of like John Wesley said, said, I don't understand it, but I know that God cannot move on this earth until man prays. Well, I understand it. We've got more understanding in the, than they had a few hundred years ago. We, you know, the Bible's progressive revelation. God's revealing the Word more and more and more and more and more, all that, all that He can. And, and, and I understand it. We have the authority down here. And man still got it. And when he prays, blessed be God, the hand of God it, it, it can, can move on this earth. Praise God. So prayer isn't just communicating with God. It's joining forces with him. It's fellowshipping with him. You know, he invites us. Come boldly under the throne of grace, doesn't he? Just come right on in. Just, you know, you really don't even have to knock. All you have to do is use Jesus' name and you come right on in. Praise God. All right, our classic text was Ephesians 6, 18. 
Say it, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and praying for all saints. One translation says praying with all manner of prayer. Good speech says praying and using every kind of prayer. So we know that there are different kinds of prayer, all manner of prayer. You know, out of the King James, he says praying always with all prayer. He didn't say just praying, praying prayer. He said all prayer. So we could get it out of the King James. It's more than one kind of prayer. Well, if it's more than one kind of prayer to pray, then something makes it different than, you know, it's some, some, some reason it's different kinds. What is the reason it's different kinds? Because different prayers carry different rules. Do you hear me? Different prayers carry different rules. You know, kind of like the example I get, I said, you know, well, driving the car is driving a car. Yeah, it's, you know, you're still driving, but it's different rules to drive on the highway out here than it is in Indianapolis. How many of you found that out? I know a lot of them found out the hard way and they got in the ditch. They got to run in 120 miles an hour and wind up out in the field, turned over and everything else. Well, that's how it happened to the church. They didn't know the rules and they got in the ditch. And they said, well, this prayer is prayer. You know, just put it all together. You know, all kind of prayer is prayer and just prayer, you know, and we just chunk it out there. Well, that ain't the way it is. That's not the way it is at all. It carries different rules. It'd be like, just like I said, seeing Arnold Palmer trying to knock a touchdown, you know, that won't work either, will it? You know, if you're going, you, you know, if you're going to mix up rules, you're going to see them out there. Uh, uh, what's that fellow, John McEnroe? Him out there trying to hit a basketball. Well, it's just sports is sports, you know, we're just going to do this. No, that ain't the way it works. And prayer, you can't just mix it up together and say, I'm just going to pray. We need to know the different kinds of prayer and the different rules. Say amen to that. A lot of people teach that the model prayer for the church or the example for the church is what we, the so-called Lord's Prayer. Turn with me to Matthew 6 tonight. Sixth chapter, the ninth verse. They had asked Jesus, said, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Well, this prayer that we're talking about here, what they call the Lord's Prayer, you know, it does not even pertain to the church. It does not even pertain to the church. You can teach along them lines, and a lot of people, they just make knots come in their stomach. Oh, and they, they just scrunch all over. Oh, he's teaching against the Lord's Prayer, saying we're not to use it. That's what I'm saying. We can learn some things out of it, such as our Father. You know we can use that. Praise God. But a lot of stuff there just does not pertain to the church. Ninth verse there, 6, 9, said, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now we can use that. He says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not 
into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Praise God. So we can take this prayer. A lot of people say, well, this is the model that we should go by and pray. Well, a lot of that prayer there does not even pertain to the church at all. This prayer was taught to men that were not even born again men. None of the disciples at that time were even born again men. They were not sons of God. The new birth was not even available at that time. You know, Romans 10, 9 said that if you will, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in thine heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Well, Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead at that time. The new birth was not even available. So these weren't born again men. This prayer was given to the apostles in what I call an interim period, just a, a period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament was going out of existence. The New Testament was, was uh, 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 fixing to come into existence. A new covenant was. And this was for that period there. And, uh, you know, 10th verse there, it said, And thy kingdom come. Well, they was praying that the kingdom would come. How many of you know the kingdom's already come? <laughs> Jesus said the kingdom is within you, praise God. Hallelujah. So we don't need to pray that. That's already been answered, hadn't it? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, nowhere in this prayer, nowhere in this prayer is the mention of Jesus' name. Nowhere in here is the mention of Jesus' name anywhere in prayer. Hold your finger right there and turn back to the uh, 16th chapter of John. Sixteenth chapter of John, the twenty-third verse. Turn kind of hurriedly, and we'll see if we can cover some of this ground on some of this these prayers tonight. Praise God. Sixteen and twenty-three. Jesus, before he was going uh, to Gethsemane, I mean, before he was going to Calvary, and before he uh, went to the cross, he was telling them. What was going to happen said in that day. Well, he's talking about the day that we live in, 1623. And in that day, what day is he talking about? A new day is coming. In that day, ye shall ask me nothing. <clears throat> verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. See, in, in the Lord's Prayer over there, the so-called Lord's Prayer, the name of Jesus is not even mentioned in the prayer. It's not even mentioned in there. So it couldn't pertain to us then, could it? I say it couldn't pertain to us then, could it? Amen? <clears throat> because it does not mention the name of Jesus. When you pray today, our audience before God depends upon one thing, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ and you, us using his name. Praise the Lord. He said, in that day. What day is he talking about? A new day is coming, friend. A new day. He said, look, it's a new day coming. It's going to be a new covenant. It's going to be a new way. A new way. You're going to pray different. In that day, you'll ask me nothing. Up till now, you've been asking me everything. I've been doing everything, meeting every need you had, everything. But in that day, you'll ask me nothing. 
In that day, you'll go to the Father in my name. 24th verse says, hitherto, or up till now, you've asked nothing in my name. You, they didn't ask in his name. Up till now, you hadn't asked anything in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So we see that the Lord's Prayer, so-called Lord's Prayer, does not contain any of those things of asking, uh, asking in a Jesus' name, so therefore it could not pertain to us. It was for the disciples. It was for the apostles to pray in that interim period before the New Testament come into being, before the New Covenant came into being. 13, uh, uh, Matthew 6 the 13th verse said, said, and lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. You don't have to pray that the Lord will lead you. You know, I hear people forever praying that. Oh, Lord, lead and guide us. Oh, Lord, lead and guide us. You know where they get that? Out of that prayer right there. He didn't say, he didn't say to pray that the Lord will lead you. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. All you got to do is listen to him. You don't have to pray that he'll lead and guide you. That's kind of like people pray. You know, you say, well, dismiss in prayer, and they pray, Lord, go with us. Lord, go with us. Be with us and guide us. You know, that's just a traditional something there. No, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. It's just like this. Uh, in this prayer, he said, lead us. You don't have to pray that God will lead you. All you have to do is listen to the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. I say, you don't have to pray for God to lead you now. All you have to do is listen to the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you and listen to what he says. Didn't he say in John 16, 13, he said, even when the Spirit, him, the Spirit of truth, when he comes, he'll lead and guide you in all truth. Well, has the Holy Ghost come? Is he here? Is he here in the earth? In the day of Pentecost, he's already been here. Well, he's already here. He didn't say, now pray that the Lord will lead and guide you. No, he didn't say that, did he? He said, my spirit will bear witness with your spirit. So you listen to your spirit. You don't have to pray for leadership. Well, Lord, lead us right. Where do you think he's going to lead? See, they get that out of that prayer. Like the Lord's going to lead you into temptation or trials or something. Or something. No, that was it for that period of time. Can you say amen to that? Praise the Lord. The uh, New Testament mode of praying or the New Testament type of praying begins with the Acts of the Apostles. It does not, it, it, it is not contained in the Gospels. There is, there is no mode in there or no prayer set down formula whereby to go by. Uh, such as the uh, Lord's Prayer, so-called Lord's Prayer. It's, it is not, we can use, you know, it's, it's pretty. I, you know, I don't mind hearing people sing it, you know. They sing this, but they get this religious idea that this is some kind of prayer that we're to go by, and it's not. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me to the book of, uh, of the Acts of the Apostles, fourth chapter. The fourth chapter, starting the 23rd verse, 
Tonight I'm going to talk to you mainly about united prayer. United prayer. How many of you know it's power in united prayer? This prayer that they prayed in the fourth chapter of Acts, it shook the building. It shook the building. It shook the place. How many of you know we need some, some, some prayer that will shake some things, friend? I'm telling you, these people knew how to pray. They shook things when they prayed. It wasn't just mouthing words. You know, help me and my, my son John, us four no more. You know, none of that. You know, here it is. Here I am again, Lord, this old Jimmy. I'll take all you give me, you know. I ain't, you know, they say, well, that's prayer. No, that's not prayer. That's just mouthing words. You know, people think, well, I'm talking to the Lord. No, that's not necessarily talking to the Lord. You know, you could have just well have said, recited a, a, a nursery rhyme or something and, and say some of that stuff. Amen. Praise God. So these people in the book of Acts were praying and they were shaking whole, uh, men, nations were being shaken. The whole country of Israel, that whole town of Jerusalem uh, 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 was being shaken. The whole Israeli religion was being shaken. I'll tell you what happened. They got to pray and the whole Roman Empire shook because of it. And it fell because of their, their coming out against Christianity. That's what caused the Roman Empire to fail right there. Hallelujah. All right, the fourth chapter of, of the book of Acts, 23rd verse. He said, and being let go, they went into their own company. This was after a notable miracle had been performed by Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful. This man who was lame from his mother's womb was healed, whom they had laid daily at the gate of, uh, uh, of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Uh, the whole city knew that he was lame. He was uh, uh, beyond 40 years old. I don't know how many years he had laid there, but this miracle had been performed the religious hierarchy of the, uh, uh, of the nation and, and especially the town of Jerusalem, they got mad about it. They put them in hole and threw them in jail. But they were afraid of the people, so they let them go. And he said, and when they let them go, and being let go, they went into their own company. People, I'm telling you today, you need to run with some good company. You need to run with some good company, somebody that can pray and get prayer answers and prayer results. He said, and, and they went on to their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders had to say unto them. And when they had heard that, they, T-H-E-Y, they lifted up their voice, their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God and hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the, how, the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage <clears throat> and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth <clears throat> against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, 
Now listen to what they pray. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they, T-H-E-Y, they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Praise God. You know, if you'll realize this, that this prayer, this prayer, it not only, it not only shook the place where they were, they were at, but something else. You can go right on over and just to the next chapter and you see they got the prayer answer. See, they got the prayer answer. Let me read you this again. Here's what they prayed and said, Now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Now, you have to realize this. They lifted up their voice together. It was united prayer. Someone said, Well, I don't understand why come these people, you know, all of them want to pray at one time. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand that. I don't know why we all come to pray. I pray at the house by myself. Well, you're supposed to. But it also is something else that's powerful in the church. When the church got its beginning and when powerful things were happening, they were coming together. They had all things in common. They were with one accord and one mind and they joined united in prayer and lifted up their voice unto God and things started happening, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. See, I'm gonna tell you something. We need all kind of prayer. We need all kind of prayer. They wasn't, these, wasn't, these mode of prayer wasn't put in here just you know, to fill up a page or something. These prayer was put in there to use. <coughs> all right, they prayed. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness, boldness, they may speak thy words by stretching forth thy hand to heal. Signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word with boldness. They prayed for boldness and what did they get? They got boldness, but that wasn't all. They prayed for signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. The next chapter there, the fifth chapter, 12th verse said, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all one accord again on Solomon's porch. 15th verse there said, 5th chapter, 15th verse said, Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, and at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came a multitude out of the city round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Now you see, that's signs and wonders. That's miracles happening. They laid them out there just the shadow was getting them healed. How come this happened? Well, God decided that was what he wanted to do. No, they united in prayer. They got to praying right there. They asked for boldness to come forth on them and they spoke the word with boldness and God met that prayer right there because they lifted their voice in one accord to Almighty God. Praise God. United prayer, united prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It said, 431 said, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. You know, there was a Methodist preacher, 
a Wesleyan Methodist preacher named Cartwright, big man, about 6'4", and, and, you know, and, and, and he's a circuit rider, so he wore cowboy boots, and that made him two or three inches tall. He's about 6'6", six, 7", six, something like that. Big man, great big man named Cartwright, and he rode horse all through the country preaching. And uh, he came to a town one time, I forget the name of it, seemed like I want to say Laramie, but I, you know, I don't know exactly, I, I, I don't remember the name of the town, I wouldn't want to say it without knowing for sure. Anyway, he rode up to this tavern, and you know, the taverns used to have the uh, rooms and hotels joined with them, and he rented a room there, and while he was there, they invited him to a, 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 a dance that night. Well, see, the old-time Wesleyan Methodists were holiness people. They were holiness people. They didn't believe in dancing except in the spirit. Now, they danced in the spirit, but not, you know, public dance. They didn't do any of that. He's, you know, and the Spirit of God told him to go to the dance. And so he got before the Lord, you know, and made sure that it was the Lord wanting him to go to that dance. And so, so you know, he, he, uh, they told him what time to come. He went to the dance and... Uh, you know, he, all he knew was the Lord said go to the dance. He didn't know anything else to do. He went to the dance, and a, you know, young ladies. He said a, a young lady come and curtsied before him and and, and you know, asked him to dance, and he took her by the wrist. He didn't hold her by hand. He took her by the wrist and led her out on the dance floor. He still didn't know what he's gonna do. You know, he led her out on the dance floor, and he said. He real booming voice, you know, big voice. He preached sometimes to 12, 15, even 20,000 people without a microphone. Big booming voice. And he led her out there, had her by the wrist, you know, <laughs> carried her out there. Remind me of my granddaddy, the way he shook hands with folks a lot of times. You know, he carried him out there, and, and, and he said, Young lady, before I do anything, I always pray. And he's so loud, everybody just quit playing their fiddles, you know, and all that hollering, and everybody kind of bowed their head. And he didn't know anything. He just got there, and he started praying. And he just prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. And in a minute, he heard, his eyes closed, he heard a thump, thump over there. He said he didn't look up. This was in his autobiography. And he said, as he, he just continued to pray, and he heard another thump. He heard another thump. Heard a thud over here, thud over there. He said, he prayed and said, you know, after a long time after the thuds and the thumps started, had quit, quit sounding, said he opened his eyes and looked around and everybody in that whole dance hall had fell out under the power of God. It reminded me of this prayer they prayed right there. He said the whole thing got born again. All of them got born again. I'm telling you, that's prayer that'll shake things, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. He, you know, he's a, you know, he's a peculiar fellow. He, he, he'd go into a place at, at, to preach. And, uh, you know, they didn't have any law and order then. You know, he wore a pistol, you know, preacher, you know. All that, you know, sometimes some of them ruffians would come in, it'd be four or five of them, young men going to disturb the thing, and he'd just get down out of the pulpit and just whoop them and make them sit down there and get up there and finish preaching, never lose the anointing. <laughs> you know, it's an amazing thing. Get them all saved, it's an amazing thing, you know. 
That don't mean you can leave here and just go to whooping folks and make them get saved. That ain't what, I, that's not what I'm saying. You know, it's a little different day. We living in a little different day. How many of you know that? We don't have anyone come against the gospel. We don't have anyone, you know, may, you know, may make a little fun or something. Nobody comes in just going to disturb the service, shoot the service up, run everybody out or none of that, you know. I got a friend that he was, his wife was going to, uh, if there's any other denomination, I wouldn't mention it, but I'm going to mention it. <laughs> she was going to the Jehovah Witnesses. And uh, she used to come by when I was running store. She'd come by, and a lot of months she would spend back then, long time back then, a lot of times she'd spend as much as $1,800 a month on groceries. She was feeding that whole church. She's feeding that whole church, and she couldn't write checks, but her husband could, and she could sign his name in checks, and they'd go right on through the bank, you know. And I, I asked him one time, he's a friend of mine, I said, man, how come you, you, you spend a lot of money, you know? I wasn't a Christian, nothing. I said, y'all spending a lot of money feeding all them folks out there. And he, you know, he's a bricklayer and made a lot of money, lots of money, you know, and he wasn't keeping up with his business too close. When he got to checking up on it, he, she'd about not spend all she had feeding all them folks. And he kind of like one of some of them roughies, he got an ax handle and went to church one night and when he got through that broke up the feeding party they wasn't feeding no more he run them all out of that church with that axe handle whopping them and he, you know breaking the benches and everything else preachers running and everything else and uh, kind of remind me of some of that happened you know I think I think they needed whopping myself I do amen praise the Lord you know gonna bum off of somebody a poor fellow working like he was Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. What are some of the rules or what are the rules in using united prayer? What are the rules in using this prayer? Praise God. Turn back to the fourth chapter there in the 23rd, 24th verse. Let's read some of these rules. The rules to use in this. 23rd verse, it said, Being let go, they went on their own company and reported all the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, when they, the whole company of them heard that, they lifted up their voices unto God with one accord. They lifted up their voices together. One of the main rules to this prayer is it is not a silent prayer. It is prayed out loud together. It is prayed out loud. It's not one of those unspoken requests. Well, let's have an unspoken request. They didn't, they didn't say now. He came in and reported all the chief priest had done and what all they had said. And so now, deacon so-and-so, lead us in a prayer. He didn't say that, did he? See, that's the way the church has been. Deacon so-and-so, would you lead us in a prayer? Lead us in this, lead us and we'll pray about that. No, the whole company of believers joined their voices under, under one thing, under one accord, in agreement there, and lifted up their voices, not silent, but loud, loud, praying unto Almighty God. Hallelujah. And they lifted them up to Almighty God and got results. Praise the Lord. 
See, in the Bible, I, you know, a lot of people's always asking, you know, there's a silent request. How many of you have been around people like, anybody got a prayer request? What, what's your, it's a silent request. Oh, it is? Yeah. You want us to pray for it? Yeah, we want to pray. Anybody else? Yeah. What's your, it's an unspoken request. <laughs> well, see, you, know, you can't pray that kind of stuff. Now, why would you pray? How would you agree with somebody on a prayer that you don't even know what they want prayed about? They might want to pray that your wife will leave you or something like that, you know. See, you, you wouldn't want to agree to that. Some of you would. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. See, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to know what you're doing when you pray. You've got to know these things. You've got to know what, what's coming about. Praise the Lord. Kind of like... I heard of this one Baptist preacher. He, he, he received the Holy Ghost and, and, and received the left foot of fellowship and, and came over among Pentecostal people. And he's young in the gifts of the Spirit. And, 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 and the gifts of the Spirit start operating in the church some. And, and they had three people in the church that played the piano. That played the piano. And, and this one part-time piano player got up and, and, and spoke in tongues and this other one is used and in, in, in played the piano she interpreted thus saith the Lord oh sister so-and-so is supposed to be the full-time piano player here at the church well next time this other one got up and spoke in tongues and this one interpreted well this sister is supposed to be the full-time song leader in the church. Well, he said he's new in the Lord. He didn't know. He thought it was the Lord, you know. He thought it was the Lord. You know, I thought, well, anybody ought to know better than that, you know. But, you know, fellow new in this. And he said they'd done that for a long time, and you know, and, and they'd get up and one of them say this, and, they, and he thought, well, we done heard from heaven, you know. It's the gift of the Spirit. And, and, and one of the ladies in the church come to him and said, they're having a, a meeting tonight. And uh, said, uh, I'm going to take a recorder in. I just want you to hear what all's going on. And uh, said, them folks is misusing the gifts of the Spirit. And this lady carried a tape recorder and, and recorded what, what these women were doing in this prayer meeting. You know, prayer meeting's good. We ought to have more prayer meetings. How many of you believe that? We ought to have more praying, more praying, more praying. Nothing wrong with praying, but, but if you use it for prayer, where you get in trouble is, is you call it prayer meeting, get over there and trying to teach the Bible and get someone don't know nothing about the Bible to preach, to teach. Someone been saved two, two months, ain't dry behind the ears, wanting to teach somebody something. Are you listening to me? I know fellow... Uh, they, they've been letting him preach and he, he's still smoking cigarettes and it's supposed to be a full gospel church well you know something's wrong there wouldn't you say wouldn't you say see a lot of times people want to get someone to do something well let's get them involved get them involved let's get him to get him saved and teach him have him teach Sunday school next Sunday you know where we can keep him coming that kind of deal no that's not good are you hearing me praise the Lord well, this lady took that recorder into, into this meeting, and this one woman, she got up and she spoke in tongues, and this other, and she got up and started her little interpret, interpretation it or whatever you call it, and she said, Thus saith the Lord, uh, 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 I am through with the pastor here. 
Well, he, uh, he knew in his heart the Lord wasn't through with him there. So he began to see through that and start finding out some things about the gifts of the Spirit. And he, you know, kind of cut that off. Well, what, what point I'm trying to make is this. Uh, a lot of times, if you don't know something about uh, uh, prayer, that's what you'll get into in a, in a mess just like you would with them folks that, that were speaking in tongues and in Turkey. It's the same thing. People won't know exactly, you know, exactly how to pray. Kind of like this morning, we went and prayed for a fellow, and I told him what was going to happen. He th he'd laid hands on people to be healed before. And he cast out devils before. He'd done some of the things like that. But sickness come on him, and he didn't know what to do about it. He thought, well, I knew, I know he did. No, he never had no teaching. He had no teaching. Connie told him a while ago he went to intensive care. That's where he ought to be. You know, after we prayed for him this morning, he got all right. But I said, Satan's going to come back. He's going to come back. Do you know your enemy's going to come back? Do you know you have an enemy that, that, that's not dumb? You know, you can call him dummy all you want to, but he's not dumb. He's intelligent. How many of you know he's intelligent? He took a third of the angels with him. He took the whole world. He's not dumb. And you've got an enemy that's smart, that will outsmart you if you don't listen to the Spirit of God within you and stay in the Word of God. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. See, a lot of times people think, well, I know such and such. I know this. But you don't know anything till the trouble comes or the trial comes. And that child laying there with 105 fever, let's see what you know then. Are you listening to me? So if you're not prepared for that when it comes, you say, well, it's not coming to my house. It's off limits. Well, you just keep living in this world. If you live in this world... There's such a thing as, as Satan's system he's got set up, and you gonna try, sickness is going to try to come on you. I don't care who you are. Are you listening to me? Well, I'm not going to receive it. Well, I'm glad you're not, but you better be prepared to do something about it. You better have enough word that you can stand on. You can't stand on, I'm not going to receive it. You better have you some word that will back it up. I'm not going to receive it. Just I'm just going to grit my jaws like a bulldog and just I'll not have it. That won't work. Are you listening to me? Some of you here tonight have heard some things about healing, but I can tell you on the front, you don't know how to receive your healing. And you need to find out. You need to get this word in your spirit. You need to believe this, that my God's word is true and I take his word above all things. And I, I, I can't, see, you're going to have to make up your mind. Are you going to believe God's word and his word only? That that's going to be your final authority right there. Whatever God says, that's going to have to be your final authority. You've got to make your mind up to that before that child gets sick. You've got to make your mind up to that before the bills pile up. You've got to make up your mind exactly what you're going to do before the trouble comes. If you try to make it up right in the middle of the storm, you, it, Satan will make it up for you. Are you listening to me? 
How many of you tonight, just think about this, if your child's laying there with 105 fever, what would you do? And it looked like he's getting worse. And after you prayed, he did get worse. What would you do then? And the devil said, well, his mind's going to be right. Mind, he's got his mind, he's going out. What you gonna do now, huh? What you gonna do now? What you gonna do now? Well, I must didn't make connections, brother. Suddenly got worse. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Whether he looks worse, better, or not, that these outward signs has nothing to do with whether God's word's true. And if a man stands on God's word, not just stands. Not just stands, well, I'm just going to stand. I ain't giving in. No, standing on God's word, praising God, thanking you, Father, that it is mine, hallelujah, knowing without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what it looks like, my God's word's going to work. Now, that's when this stuff works for you. It don't work for you because I'm going to try it and see it. Well, I hope, you know, well, my wife don't know a lot about this. I'm trying to lead her into it. And then she's worried about the that baby oh what are we going to do you know brother son pray 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 now that you know that she'll be more receptive to this carry him on to the doctor quick you want me to come uh, what do you need a ride I'll, I'll carry him up there be more than glad and see and when you do something don't get under condemnation I didn't know but let me tell you something as much words we're preaching around here you're supposed to get a hold of some of this stuff are you hearing me? You're going to be required to do it. And if you, don't, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt what you're going to do before the problem comes up, you best go to the doctor. You best go down to Understanding Henry's and get you some money. Well, I'm trying to believe for my rent. I believe it'll be here by the 15th. Well, it won't. It will not. Well, how come it won't, Brother Son? I'm believing. Well, what are you believing? I'm believing it'll be here by the 15th. Well, the Word of God says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. Don't you have it now? Well, no, I don't. Well, when are you going to believe it? The 15th. Well, what about the prayer? When did you pray? I prayed the first. Did you get the money then? No, I'm going to get it the 15th. No, you're not. Are you understanding what I'm saying, people? Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you don't get a hold of the difference right there, and that it, it's, it, it's a little touchy area right there. And if you don't get a hold to it, you're not going to get your healing. You're not going to receive your needs met. You're going to get in a mess, and you're going to get in a ditch out there like the man running that in and out the speedway on, on, on the streets. Say, well, I don't know what's happening. I was believing God. Yeah, but you was believing wrong. Are you hearing me? You was believing wrong. I hear people tell me, will you agree with me for such and such? Well, it's according to the Word of God. You know, be sure it's in the Word of God. Get you some, you know, every failure in, in the Christian walk has to do with the Word of God. Every failure, every single failure. If it's a failure in something, it's because of a lack of understanding of the Word of God and how to, how to act on it. That's where the failures come. All right, praise the Lord. What are some of the rules to the prayer, uh, uh, united prayer? The first one is that it is not an unspoken request or a silent request. It is a prayer 
where people unite together out loud. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not calling on Deacon so-and-so. Deacon Brown, would you pray for us? No. It's not calling on the preacher to pray about it. It is united prayer. United. United. Let's read that 24th verse again. <coughs> First thing is they lifted up their voices out loud. It said, and when they had heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord. Well, someone said, well, what does that mean? One accord. How many of you ever heard a symphony play? They was all playing the same chords or trying to. What does one accord mean? That means they were in total agreement in their heart and in their head. That means in total agreement in their heart and in their head. Not just in their heart. Well, we in my heart, you know. We, you know, people don't understand this. They think, well, we'll just all come together one of these days when Jesus, just before he comes, everybody's just going to come together and everything's going to be this lovely. Everything's going to be honky-dory. Well, it ain't going to be like that. They're going to have to be in one accord on God's Word, believing exactly the same identical thing before Jesus comes. You say, well, Annie, you know, how will that be? The Methodists believe this, the Pentecost believe this, Charismatic Baptists. Uh, well, tell you what, it's going to come together on God's Word. On God's Word. All believing the same thing. All believing the same thing. Uh, look over in, uh, <clears throat> he said there, with one accord, look in uh, verse 30. How many of you know what your soul is? Do you know your soul is your mental realm, your thinking facilities? How many of you know what your heart is? He's talking about your spirit and soul, agreeing there. They was in their heart and in their mind, they had the both things. They were believing the same thing. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn back there to, uh, mm, let me see, 29th verse. Let's read this. Now let's read their prayer. He said, Now, Lord, behold, their threatenings grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. How? By stretching forth thy hand to heal. Signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Well, Brother Son, you know, we don't believe in healing. And, you know, I think them signs and wonders, you know, that, you know, that was, you know, kind of just, you know, just to get the church off the ground. You know, and, and, and you know, I don't. I just don't believe none of them's for today. I just don't believe in that healing for today. I don't believe God w wants anybody. You know, uh, uh, I believe God puts cancer on people to teach them something. Now, just what kind of one accord you gonna get in there? Are you listening to me? Say, so how are we gonna get in one accord? You cannot get in one accord without being in one accord on God's word. There is no other way. No other way. I don't care what anybody say. Oh, we'll just all dwell together and love one another. No, it's going to have to be on God's Word. There is no unity without being solid on God's Word. Believing the same thing, heart and soul. Your mind thinking the same thing. You can't unite with someone over here and be praying about some, someone's healing over here. He believes that God put the healing, uh, sickness on them. We're trying to pray that he get it out. How, what kind of unity is that? What kind of one accords there? Are you listening to me? 
Praise God. Well, Brother Southern, you know, that healing, you know, I thought it passed away with the last, I had a fellow hamburger joint the other day, good friend of mine. He said, well, I just believe it passed away with the last apostle. I said, probably did, you know, for you. Probably did, you know. I said, just where do you get that from? He said, oh, I got it out of the Bible. I said, no, you got it out of the pulpit. You heard some preachers say that. They don't come out of the Bible. He said, well, I think I read it. I started finding it. He's been looking ever since. He ain't never found it yet. It's not in there, people. See, you've got to be in one accord with God's Word to get God to do something. You know why they got that prayer answered? They was all in one accord and they were all believing the same thing about the will of God and about the Word of God. They knew it's His will to stretch forth thy hand, to do supernatural miracles and signs and wonders by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Father, grant us boldness, hallelujah. They, got, they spoke the Word with boldness, didn't they? They acted on it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Yeah, well, maybe some of that healing's right, Brother Solon, you know, and I don't know about them signs and wonders and all this loud praying. I know, no, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in all that. Man, over where we do, we bend down and run our hands up under our head, you know, and, that's, and we kind of, you know, we, we're reverent when we pray. That's not too reverent. You know, y'all pray out loud. You know, and some of you even cry. Why, well, isn't that something? Well, you know, how are you going to get in one accord with something like that? How are you going to do it? Are you listening to me? How many of you believe Jesus is coming tomorrow? I believe he's got a, long, a big job, big job. Got a big job ahead of us, hasn't he? Jesus has got a big job putting his body together. He's going to have to show some people how to do it. But I tell you what. We've got the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God is the teacher. And if a man's been born again, he's got the Holy Ghost. And if he's born again, he's got the Holy Ghost, then God can show him some things. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Take James Robson. How many know James Robson? Back in Ohio up in the uh, Baptist hierarchy. Man preaching healing, he got healed. Preaching, casting out devils. Man, I'm telling you, Preaching some things. Well, how come? Holy Spirit revealed some things to him. Prepared his heart to listen. Praise the Lord. And they were with one accord, one accord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, when Philip went out to the city in Samaria, it said, and Philip went out to the city in Samaria and preached Christ unto them, and they gave heed unto Philip with one accord, with one accord, seeing and hearing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits, crying the Lord voice come out of many, and many with the palsy were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Well, how come he got all that stuff to happen? They give heed to him and believe the things with one accord that he got to preaching. You know, over there, before the day of Pentecost, he said, and they were all uh, in prayer and one accord. And on the day of Pentecost, it said, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. All of them was with one accord. All of them was waiting on something. What was they expecting? They didn't know, but they was expecting it. See, praise God. They was all with one accord. Turn back to the second chapter of, of, of the book of Acts. 
second chapter of the book of Acts, uh, forty-six verse. It said, "And they continued daily with what? With what? Say it where I can hear you. With what? In the temple, breaking bread from house to house." And it did meet, eat their meat with gladness and singleness of what? Heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Praise God. They got in one accord. See, you can see where people get in one accord and something, something goes to happening. Amen. Praise God. That's why, that's why the charismatic movement and this Latter-day movement has had trouble getting off the ground in spots. You got a Baptist over here, you got a Pentecost over here, you got a Methodist, you got all kind of background and people and put them all together. One's got his head thinking this way, and the other one wants to wear his hair up there and his dress long, the other one wants to wear this and that, and you know, and uh, you know, and just different things. You know, and people got different ideas about it. And some of them setting up swole up over here, well, she's got a pair of pants on. Are you listening to them? See, and you got all them put in there together and you're trying to get them in one accord, all of them believing the same thing, and you can't preach everything you know in one night. How many of you know that? You can't put it all out in one or two little sermonettes, see? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. One accord means agreeing on God's Word, expecting God to answer your prayer expecting this. You know, a lot of people pray. You know, I, I think they pray to kind of sag their conscience, you know. Uh, uh, well, let's pray about old, old brother such and such, you know. Uh, uh, he's, you know, he doesn't have many days left. Cancer's about God, you know, and let's pray about him. Oh, Lord, Lord, remember uh, brother such and such. And that's all there is to the prayer. How many of you have been around churches like that? I was going to church one time. I was going to a church one time, and 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 church of six or seven hundred people, big church, and on Wednesday night they had prayer meeting and a little teaching on and, and, and prayed, and it was around twenty-fives all come out of this whole church. That's all come pray, and we come. You know, when I come in this thing, I come full force. I was going to prayer meeting, so everything you could go to and everything I could find, I was going to it, and uh, I got to go on that. You know, and I, 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 man, I, he's got a list on the blackboard over there. You know, all these folks getting sick, and all these folks here, and all these folks sick, and every week they're adding to it. And I went to him. I said, Preacher, look him. We're going to either have to get some of these folks healed or get a bigger blackboard, one of the two. Now, you ain't, we ain't doing nothing. What we're doing's not working. It's not working. It ain't working what we're doing. He said, well, what are we going to do? I said, man, I don't know. I've been saved three weeks, a month. I don't know what, but this ain't working, what we're doing. I told my wife. About, I'd been, we've been going out there about a month or two. I don't know. And every Wednesday night, they prayed for this same thing. I said, if they bring up Brother Dildy one more time, I said, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream as loud as I can if they bring up, pray for Brother Dildy again. They prayed for that man. Never nothing happening. No results. And didn't expect nothing to happen. 
They did not expect anything to happen. They all they was doing is saving the cost. Well, we prayed for him. Well, goody, goody, ain't you done something? You ain't done nothing, just the mouth and words. Lord, remember, Brother Dilly. I thought, my start, if they pray for that man one more time, you know, and I preached in a nursing home, and guess what? They rolled a fellow up there. I said, who is that fellow? And I was preaching. I like to not preach. They said, his brother did. <laughs> and I'd like to not preach that day. You know, laughing about that. But Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No. We've got to get in one accord. You've got to, to get this prayer to work. People's got to be believing the same thing. You know. We do a lot of this kind of praying, uh, uh, united prayer on, on Tuesday night. That's where we do most of it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, turn with me mm, back to, uh, over to 1 Timothy. Let's hit a prayer over there which Paul wrote to Timothy. 1 Timothy, the second chapter. First verse, he said, I exhort therefore first of all supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For all men. Well, I've had people say, uh, Brother Sullen, I just tell you, I I'm just want to tell you about old brother such and such. You know what he's been saying? You know what he's been talking He's went to this brother, he's went to this brother, he's went to this, and said all these things about me. And you know, <clears throat> I'm just about ready to expose him and just tell folks just what he is. Are you praying for him? <laughs> he said, pray for all men. Didn't Jesus say, pray for those that despitefully use you? Huh? Are we scriptural? Are we praying for those? Let me tell you something. Kind of like Leon Stump said, if you hadn't had at least six good lies told on you, you ain't doing nothing for God. If you ain't had at least six good lies told on you, all right, he said, I exhort therefore, first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks. You see that giving of thanks in there? See, we've had plenty of prayer. We need to add some thanks with it. Everything with prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. You know what thanksgiving? Oh, Father, I thank you that the answer is mine. I thank you that my healing is secure. I thank you that my finances, I thank you you want me to prosper, be in health even as my soul prospers. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. He said, prayer and supplication, these with thanksgiving be made for all men. He didn't say all of them that you liked either. Amen. All my all your friends. Then he clarifies that in the second verse said, for kings and for all that are in authority. Why? Why do you want us to pray for them? Well, it goes on to say that that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life with all godliness and honesty. Well, why does he want to lead a peaceful and uh, quiet life? 
Well, you can get the gospel preached. You get a bunch of turmoil and wars going on. You know, during the Second World War, it wasn't much gospel being preached. Do you know that? It wasn't a whole lot of gospel being preached. Wasn't a whole lot of gospel being preached. And even after the Second World War, you know what happened? People were so monetary-minded, especially in the United States, in the United States, they are so monetary-minded. Man, after the war, you could just, you know, money was free. You could, you was make, everybody was making a lot of money, and you could buy a car again, you know, and you could buy clothes without stamps and food without the coupons and all that stuff. And, 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 and people just got monetary-minded. Man, I can remember after the war, a big job. I mean, a big job. A man making $5,000 a year. Man, he had a big job. Son, he was, you know, he'd buy anything he wanted to and pay cash for it. He'd go down there and buy him a brand new Buick automobile for eighteen hundred. How many of you know they're a little higher than that now? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, after the war, you know what God had to do? He had to supernaturally intervene and bring in a healing revival and meet God, meet people out here in the physical out here. People weren't even spiritual. People weren't even spiritual. He had to intervene in that thing, even to get, get people to realize that God was still real. Praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, he said, praying for all men, for kings and those in authority. He didn't say pray for those that you voted for. Well, pray for him if he votes like you, you know, won't, you know, if he voted against the ERA or he voted, you know, pray for him. No, he doesn't say that. Do you know Jimmy Carter, when he was president of the United States, I have never disliked anybody's policies. I never disliked any, uh, any president of the United States like I disliked that man. Every day of my life I prayed for him. I didn't say, dear Lord, I'm praying for Jimmy Carter now. You know, get him if you can out of office. No. Lord, give that man wisdom. Lord, send advisors by his path to give him godly wisdom. Father, cause this man's heart to be turned towards us. Father, give him wisdom. Give him guidance. Hallelujah. He's our president. I don't care if I dislike him, don't like him, do like him. has nothing to do with it. He said pray for all men in authority. That's including Castro. How many of you know that? We prayed for Castro last night. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, you talk like that, a lot of folks are swelled. Wow, look at there, they're praying for that dirty rat. Wow, ain't that a shame? Ain't that something? Pray for that thing. Wow, I wouldn't even speak his name in my home. Are you listening to me? Huh? Amen. <clears throat> Pray for those <clears throat> in authority. I guess my favorite politician in the world today is Margaret Thatcher. I don't have no trouble praying for her. She's my favorite. She does everything that I like, everything. Her policies, I'm telling you, I like her. I just write it. I just like I And I pray for her regularly. But I'll tell you something else. How many of you know Yuri Andropov? He is the most ruthless leader that, that, that I've ever known they have over there in the Kremlin. He's the most ruthless. They shot down that plane, it's 007. They shot that down on purpose and laughed at the world. Laughed at the world and said, let's see what you'll do. And you know what the world did? Nothing. 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 The world didn't do a thing. 
the whole world backed up from him. And that's just what he wanted them to do. He played his cards. If the world had come out against him and said, you're going to do something about this and put pressure on him, he'd have folded just like, just like a... a, a Amen. He'd have done it. He'd have just folded. That's all. They, they won't, I've never known them Russians to be able to stand up to anything. I'm telling you, during the Second World War, Winston Churchill, he'd stand up against them, stand up against Stalin, and he'd melt just like, just like hot butter in the hot August sunshine. I'm telling you, we need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray that we'll have men that'll stand up against tyranny like that. We need to pray that our leaders, our country, will have backbone, praise God, and that they'll align themselves with Israel. We need to pray those things, whether we like Tip O'Neill or don't like him. I personally don't like him. But I pray for him. And I tell you what, I seen him make a decision the other day that stopped ERA. <laughs> and I'd like to think my prayer had something to do with that. Amen, amen. Pray for those, pray for those that despitefully use you. He come out against some things uh, about the Lord and praying in school and stuff. I didn't like that. But I tell you what, that can be changed. Justice Earl Warren done more damage to the United States of America than any man that's ever been on the Supreme Court. And he got removed. I heard a man prophesy out of his mouth and said, he is going to be removed by Almighty God. And they got to praying and he had to go. He couldn't stay. And he also, they prayed in men. You know, we've been handing down godly sound moral judgments in the Supreme Court. Man, this has turned completely around in the last 10 years. This come about praying by, for those in authority, gathering up together, united prayer, praying together, one voice. We've got one thing on our mind, praise God. You know, I think, blessed be God, we can get a lot of people to pray this united prayer for our government. Amen? If they didn't believe in healing or prosperity or some of these other things, blessed be God, you can find somewhere to hook on with him, couldn't you? Get him to believe, you know, praying along these lines. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn back over there to the fourth chapter of uh, Acts again. Acts of the Apostles. Fourth chapter. Hold your finger right there. Well, I'll just, we'll turn over to the 6th chapter of Ephesians 2, both of them, our, our text we've been using. Last chapter of Ephesians and, and, and Acts 4th chapter, two places there. Acts 4 and uh, 29. He says... And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. They prayed for boldness. Ephesians 6, 18, our classic text, says, Pray in all ways with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit 
watching thereunto with all perseverance, perseverance and supplication for all saints. And Paul said, and for me, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth high boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He said, pray for me that utterance be given me that I may open my mouth boldly, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. So we, we see that the early church prayed for boldness. They prayed, how did they pray? Lord, I pray for boldness and that you would stretch forth thy hand to do supernatural signs and wonders by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Listen, they prayed this and they got their answer. Uh, Acts 4.31, it said, When they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they was all filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what that means? They wasn't refilled with the Holy Ghost. They just got to praying in tongues. They got to praying this prayer over there in English. You know, uh, you can read the prayer over there. They start out over there in English or in Hebrew or whatever they were speaking in. It said, uh, Who by the mouth of thy servant David said, Why did the heathen raise? They started praying this in their regular, and then they broke into the praying in tongues over there, and they was all filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 18 said, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Better translation said, be ye being filled, continually being filled. See, one thing to get the Holy Ghost and, and, and speak in tongues, but it's another thing to stay full of the Holy Ghost. See, a lot of people get the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues one time and don't pray in tongues again uh, maybe once a week or something like that. They're not full of the Holy Ghost. You got to continually be filled, continually be filled. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, we see where they prayed. It said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word with boldness. What did they expect at this united prayer? They expected God to answer them with boldness and to heal and signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. They expected this to happen at united prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's stand up and we're going to pray some. Hallelujah. Leave it on. Let's pray united prayer. And let's pray this prayer, the same prayer that, that, that they prayed. And let's pray for our leaders of our country tonight. Let's just put this into action. We'll just unite, unite for our president. Blessed be God, I believe him to be a man of God. I believe him to be, I personally my personal belief about Ronald Ray that he is the best president that I've known in my lifetime. I knew Franklin Delano Roosevelt all the way on through, Eisenhower, Harry Truman. I, I, I've watched him all my life. I, you know, uh, and he personally is the best one that I can ever remember. I guess the new news media and everything else has come out against him worse than anything else. But I tell you what, he's done about silenced his critics. Amen. I don't hear anything about Reaganomics anymore. Do you? How many of y'all heard that word used anymore? Reaganomics. Tell you what, he brought, he brought it out of a recession which previous gov uh, uh, leaders in our government had piled on us, piled on us, piled on us with these giveaway programs. And I tell you what, he has cut out on some of these giveaway programs and people now. I, I'm talking about people that's able to work. They're having to get out and work. 
You know, the Bible says if you don't work, you ain't supposed to eat. Amen? I never have seen anyone who wanted to work, couldn't find something to do. Do something, can't you? Amen. I never seen time. I, man, I've bummed around over the country before. I know you can find a job doing anything. Praise God. Praise God. So let's pray, let's pray for our leaders of our country, and then we're going to pray, pray this prayer here. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Father, Holy Father, we come to you united in prayer tonight. Father, we lift our voice in one accord for our President of the United States. Father, you said to pray for those in authority. Father, we lift our President up this night. We thank you for godly, sound wisdom being given him. We thank you right now that you're giving him advisors to advise him on the national scene with wisdom from Almighty God. Father, we as one, one church lift our voices, Lord, in one accord. Oh, Father, we pray for our leaders of our land tonight. We lift them up. We lift them up. We lift our congressmen, our senators up. Father, we lift up our Supreme Court. Father, we lift them up thanking you right now for what you're doing in our land. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, I thank you tonight. Oh, Holy Father, we come to you now. We're, we're bringing to you this petition. We're, we're showing you and bringing before you what the heathen have raised. They're saying this has passed away. They're saying healing has passed away. They're saying the supernatural power of God has dwined. They're saying this, this is not real. It's not for today. So Father, we're asking you that with all boldness you grant unto us great boldness by, by stretching forth thy hand to do supernatural signs and wonders and healings by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Father, we thank you now. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 We praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's praise him now for the answer. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory, Lord. Oh, glory, Lord. Oh, glory, Lord. Oh, glory, Lord. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God, we thank you. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God, whose we are and whose we serve. Oh, mighty God, whose very own Father we are. Oh, Father, we thank you that we have the genes of God in us. Oh, Father, we thank you right now that we're sons and daughters of the living God. Oh, mighty God, we praise you.